Good day, mates, and Sheila's on this, our 37th episode of the Good Morning Guys podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, and night. As we continue discussing the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play, I am one of your hosts, the Brazilian mountaineer, Lucas Ham Swisher, and with me, the judge, the jury, and executioner, fake news and spoilers himself, Patrick Novacell. Good day. Good day, mate. Also with us, the volleyballing monster who can make you laugh in three words or less, Ronnie Johantis. Good day to you, mate. And our final member of the GNG Quad Factor, who is not with us in body, but with us in spirit, the man with music in his heart, Doctor Who on his brain and La Coretta most likely literally in his stomach, Mark Boucher. Isn't he a beaut? So how'd you guys like my uh, Scottish accent? That's pretty good, right? Uh, wasn't that wasn't that like Russian? Oh, right. Or was it Swedish? Hello, oh. welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast, yeah. <laughs> so good to oh, see you. I'm going to play the PUBG. <laughs> oh, I love it. Get a little backpack. Oh, I already miss Mark. Well, you folks. want to know something funny is every time we start a show, no lie, I don't. It's like a stage fright thing. I immediately have to like cough and clear my throat like right away, like before my intro. Like I have this little panic session to all to myself, and I'm like, <laughs> I have got to like just cough loudly into the mic. Is that <coughs> why you wear? Is that why you God wear bless hats? You. So uh, you can hide the sweat beating off your forehead. That's exactly why. <laughs> you you hide it very well. You do a very good job. All right, folks, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. That's all I got to say is welcome. Welcome. You're welcome here. So, so, very, very welcome. Yes. If it's not your first time, welcome back. As you probably know, you never know what you're going to find out from us or hear from us or hear out of our, out of our mouths because it's a night show as usual and we are cray cray. I'm never going to use that again. I do not cray, like cray cray. cray I don't cray. know why that came out of my mouth. Dang it. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so before we get into what's new news, I wanted to share with you guys this fresh breaking news about our very favorite movie of 2019. Endgame is $160 million away from Avatar for the all-time worldwide box office after three weeks. Still think that Endgame can pass up Avatar. Because pretty much all of us predicted it would. And some people are calling into question. What do you guys think? I actually thought it would have blown past it already. I'm not going to lie. I know, right? I was kind of surprised totally that, like, to hear that it hadn't passed it yet. I was like, huh. I thought I thought they'd be past it by now, actually. I don't know. I mean, like, it's been almost four weeks since it debuted. And it's at 2.6 billion and it took avatar 34 weeks to get to 2.7 so i think endgame is unbelievable right now and yeah it's it is slowing down i mean like we're starting to get other movies that are coming out i mean john wick three uh just dethroned it as number one at the box office for the first time and um i mean there's gonna be a lot of other movies that movies that are coming out like aladdin is coming out this friday 
Right. Um, there's a lot. Of, yeah. I, I don't, there's Brightburn. I think that's probably going to be a little smaller uh, audience. Uh, but uh, but yeah, there's going to be some movies that are coming out. Going to be coming out that are going to be taken away from the uh, the Endgame um, monopoly, as it were. So so yeah, I mean, like it's. And you know what? Should, I also think it should should have been uh, passing Avatar by now. But then again, it's only been almost four weeks. And that, that's it. Yeah, it feels like it's been so long just because movies don't stay in the theater, you know, as long as they used to. But at the same time, I'm like, it's only been three weeks. And it is like right. on the right. doorstep of Avatar. I just can't see how it can't pass it. And I can't, But I can't believe how many... Uh, how many uh, what are they called? Articles. I'm like advertisements. How many articles I've seen people writing like, oh, it's not going to pass Avatar. I'm like, it only has 160 million left. Like, even if it's in there a couple more weeks, that's, you know, do some math. And that's like, like what, 11 million a day or 12 million a day. That's not hard to do when it's worldwide. So I think it's right, got it. Exactly. Yep. I think it's got it. It's in the bag. Ciao, Avatar. Beat Avatar. I saw Mark, how he was, uh, I didn't get to see if it, uh, it went viral, but I saw where he texted or texted. He uh, twi- <clears throat> tweeted, tweeted. What's a text? Tweeted. He wrote something on the interwebs about getting people to go back to see it again. Avenger yeah, apparently people that's unite. a thing. That's a thing. So good for good for y'all. I got too many things to do, or I'd love to go see it a second time, but I won't be able to add to that. I added my one moment. So with that, enough of that movie business stuff. Let's get on to the fun, fun in the sun, sun with Ronnie. Share a little something, something with us about your life. Uh, maybe share about how for 31 straight weeks you have been going Superman free. And I hope that uh, it's paid off. Yep. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm still going strong. I, no relapses in watching Superman. I guess you can't really relapse if you haven't ever actually watched it. But um, whatever that is, True. I haven't done that yet. So no, I still haven't watched it. Um, didn't watch any movies this week, actually. I, (laughs) funny thing is, is I'm feeling extremely old today. And why's that? It's just because I, I don't know. Basically every Monday I feel very old because I play volleyball all weekend. And like, I wake up on Monday and I am just a wreck. Like, like you guys know, like (laughs) when you do like, you know, some kind of activity, like we are, uh, we're getting up there, and you know the first couple steps when you get out of bed, you gotta like limp it off a little bit. Like, like <laughs> yeah. your body's stiff. You're like, man, I wish I'd have taken some ibuprofen like midway through the night. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. Um, I played. I played my normal volleyball Friday night. Uh, nothing. Nothing special. I did go and play. I didn't play any a tournament. I didn't play in any tournaments this week. I went and played, um, just like pickup volleyball like on saturday morning to a place that i've never gone before i went with a couple people that i know and uh, it was really fun just kind of like a bunch of people just going up there to play you know a few games we got there on saturday at like 10 a.m and played until about two and we um it's funny because saturday was like the hottest day like i can remember so far this year it was just like the surface of the sun out there it was so hot and uh, I am totally not used to that, and I hate the heat. Like, I am such a big fan of winter. Um, I also have, like, very, like, hmm, let me kind of say this, very white skin, very pale white 
Yeah, I feel you and there. And I didn't realize that I was like kind of a ginger kid until I was able to like grow a little bit of like a crappy beard and it grew out and it's red. My hair is blonde, but my beard grows out and it's like a reddish color. So I'm basically ginger. So in the sun, like we don't, we don't get along extremely well. Well, I didn't realize until I got home on Saturday, I'd been wearing a backwards hat all day, a snapback hat. Oh no. Yeah. Uh-oh. I totally have like a, a rectangle like on the top of my forehead <laughs> nice. from, from having this hat on. And uh, I thought about it like partway through the day. I was I maybe for the last hour, like I had my hat turned around like frontwards. And uh, that didn't help at all. I, it's it's totally It noticeable. was too late. The damage <laughs> yeah, was already when done. I, like, when I when I go to work, like I always fix my hair and it's my hair is basically like kinda like slicked back, like kind of to the side a little bit and uh Yep, it's totally noticeable. So, nothing I can do about that. Just gotta, just gotta man up, <laughs> go in like that. <laughs> Feel like a, an go idiot. with it. Yeah. But uh, beyond that, I have this. So I think I told you guys. I don't know if I ever shared on here, but like, so playing a lot of volleyball every week basically means reoccurring injuries, injuries that you can never get rid of. Like you keep like straining. Like stuff. your leg bruise. I'm glad that one is not reoccurring because I will cry if that happens again. It's gone away, right? Is that still there? <clears throat> it's pretty much gone away. Um, all the bruising is gone. There's still a little bit of like a bump where I actually kick myself, but it's very, very low now. So you would almost not be able to notice it at all. <clears throat> but all the bruising has gone away, so I look like a normal human being again, which is really nice. But I do. I keep doing this thing to my shoulder. So every time a ball's hit like short and low, like I go out with my arms out, obviously like flat to hit the like pass the ball, and I land on my armpits basically, and it's my whole mm-hmm. body like all my weight coming forward, and I land on my yeah. armpits. Well, a Saturday when I did that, I felt a pop, which is oh, not no. Ooh, abnormal that's not actually, <laughs> but that pop means my shoulder is definitely going to hurt for a few days, <laughs> and uh, I realized. In talking to some other people at volleyball, it's basically because I never really learned how to play volleyball. When people go low for a ball like that, they, like you're taught like at a young age to like roll. Instead of landing on your armpits, you kind of like roll to the side. And that prevents really you from hurting yourself. Well, I've never figured that part out yet. And at this point, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, because I don't, even, I don't even think about it until after I've hurt myself. I'm like, ah man, I should have rolled. Uh. Uh, but I did that. Uh, my dad was actually in town this weekend, uh, so he lives, he lives in Covington, which is, um, it's like a suburb of New Orleans. So kind of like we are, Patrick, to Cincinnati. Like that's yep. he lives uh, really close to New Orleans. But they were in town this weekend, so we went, uh, we went to downtown Cincinnati and went. Um, Went to a few different places. They stayed in a hotel downtown. And the hotel is like, man, it's almost like right out of like the 1950s. Like the way the hotel is done up. It's like total like Art Deco style, like everything. It's really, really cool. And like we walked in there and they have like like a band and everything. And I, when, I mean, when I say band, I mean like they had like, like a saxophone band, right? Like playing like slow jazz, like really like period specific. Like it really made really brought everything together you know like for the bar uh i did not know that it was that classy so me of course like well i'm just going out on saturday night i didn't plan on really going anywhere i thought well maybe we're going to go out and have some drinks somewhere so like i walk in and like jeans 
Chuck Taylors and a backwards hat. <laughs> like my buddies are dressed pretty no similarly. No t-shirt? Yeah, I had a t-shirt on. Okay. I did have a shirt on, yeah. I don't know That's if they would have actually let me in had I not had a shirt on. <laughs> Nor would I have actually went out uh, uh, without a shirt either. But um, it was really cool. We had a good time. It was nice seeing him. I, I don't think I've actually seen him in probably six, eight months or something like that. Nice. So that was really cool. But uh, that's pretty much it for me to, uh, over the weekend. I didn't really, um, I didn't really get into anything crazy. Just kind of normal stuff. How about you, Patrick? Cool. Um, well, this uh, past week, uh, my son graduated preschool. <coughs> Whoa! So that's hey, a, a congrats! Thing. Yeah, congrats, uh, Clark Barr. <laughs> yeah, for uh, it's his uh, first year in preschool. Yeah, next year he'll go to uh, pre-K. I think yeah pre-k um and they did a huge ceremony so in this preschool there's like six wait 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 sorry hold the phone yep there's there's two pre's before the k like there's preschool pre-k kindergarten first grade i thought pre i thought pre-k and preschool were both the same thing there's a pre-preschool then yeah so the way it works is um you go to preschool and then some kids go to kindergarten, depending on uh, their age, really. And he has a late summer birthday. Uh, so, oh, yeah. like, right now, he's four years old, and he's in preschool. And he would be, if he went to kindergarten um, at five years old, like, just turning five, he would be one of the younger kids. Um, but if we hold him back, a, like, a year, then he'll be one of the older kids. So, gotcha. that's what kind of one of the things when when you have birthdays in the uh, late in the summer and we're, I have my birthday is four days apart from him. So I did the same thing. I didn't hit kindergarten until I was six. So, so yeah, he, uh, he ended preschool and they have like a, they actually have like a, like a graduation thing where they walk down an aisle. They have their own um, caps. They don't wear gowns. They have their caps and uh, everyone gets their own, like they get their name called um and they sing a song you know it's a it's a big deal they get like a little diploma and everything i don't know if that's normal lucas did you ever have something like that for <laughs> no, preschool def- <laughs> definitely not i had i had high for me personally back in uh you know the the booming 20s or whenever that was when i graduated high school that was my first graduation ever never had middle school never had elementary never had kindergarten uh my daughters had kindergarten graduation and my son will have kindergarten graduation, but pre-K, like like before kindergarten graduation, it's like congratulations, <laughs> you can wipe your butt. Like, what is, what are we congratulating these kids for being able to do at pre-K? I, yeah, I, I'm, I, I don't know, but I mean, like, it was a big deal, and I'm like, is this gonna happen like every year? Because yeah. I don't remember. Claire having to do like oh she's graduating second grade yeah Don't get your diploma it's like ah uh, yeah like it's kind of like it when you're going <laughs> I was just saying it's kind of like when you're you know when you first start dating uh, and you're like hey happy one month anniversary hey happy two months anniversary it's like it stops after a year but I feel like this is like multiplying it like hey happy thirteen month anniversary hey. I don't know. It's just like, it's a little much. We've been together for 617 days. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was, I mean, it was cool. Um, uh, and then uh, on Friday, I uh, had the day off. 
so I took my son to Kings Island, and nice. it was just me and him. And normally when we go to Kings Island, it's the whole family. And I usually take Claire, and then my wife takes Clark. So we kind of like split off because Claire, she can r- ride all the rides in the amusement park. And Clark can only really ride anything that's in Kitty Land. And um, so and some of the rides that he likes to ride are not the rides that I can really handle. Uh, like the Scrambler, he loves that one. And that's I rough. haven't ridden that. I haven't ridden that since I was probably like 10. And the, la- I was, the, the last time I rode it, it was because I threw up right after that. Mm. And so my son's like, yeah, Tasty. let's ride the Scrambler. I'm like, oh, no. So I text my wife. I'm like, hey, you have any tips and tricks for me about the ride the Scrambler? <laughs> She's like, just make sure when you're whipping around, you focus on an object and only focus on that. And then when you whip, whip around again, focus on something else. So <laughs> I I did that. Ended up feeling actually okay. So Good. Um, yeah, I know no throw up. So big success. Success. Uh, gra- <laughs> graduated scrambler. Scrambler. So another graduation. <laughs> yeah. Look um, But it was fun. Yeah, it was just me and him. So uh, my my wife was like, "You need to take the stroller because you know he's four. He need, sometimes he gets tired." So I was like, "You know what? I am not gonna take the stroller." We're gonna be a yeah. big boy today. Toughen that guy walk up. Around. Yeah, so a, we, we time to at, walk uh, like he, a man. He he got he says he got tired. Yeah, uh, but I was like, we don't have a stroller, so you're just gonna have to walk. So we walked uh, for about four hours, and then around one o'clock, we 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 headed home. And the drive home was about 30, 35 minutes, and about ten minutes into the drive home, he's conked out. He's dead to the world he's asleep and i'm like yeah that's that's what happens when we don't have the stroller <laughs> that is correct <laughs> yeah um and then uh and then on sunday we had uh, my niece and nephew's uh birthday party they're they're um nine and six i believe uh, or ten and ten and six or ten and seven something like that and uh we went to a trampoline park and i don't know if you guys have ever been to a trampoline park have you guys I have not, but nope. they look awesome. They it's, do look really amazing. Wall to wall trampolines. And we were there for two hours. And after about 30 minutes, these kids were like drenched in sweat. Like they were just hosed with, uh, with a whole bunch of water. It was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so we were there for two hours. And man, you know, like the kids were jumping around. And as, an, as the adults, we got in free because we weren't uh, jumping. So like all the kids, uh, you know, like the party, they had to pay, they paid for it. So my kids were jumping. I'm like all these trampolines. And there's like one of those like basketball hoops were with a trampoline. And mm. I totally wanted to get on. Yeah. <laughs> be Jordan. That would be amazing. I know. Yeah. It's like, I can finally dunk sweet, but I, I couldn't. So that was a little bit of a downer, but oh, well, it was, it was good. It was fun. Um, and then on the gaming front, I started playing this game called, uh, a plague's tale innocence yeah i don't heard Lucas, of that. have you heard about that one i had i watched a trailer of it it looked really interesting yeah it's like uh it's it's based in like the 1300s in france uh there's like a big like outbreak of some disease that has been carried by rats and these rats are like there's a ton of these rats like imagine world war z but with rats 
Like Ugh. they are just like climbing over each other and and cl- oh, it is it is absolutely Nasty. crazy and it's like it is, Ratatouille it is, on steroids. <laughs> Your Ratatou- favorite movie Tui with rabies or whatever it is. <laughs> Um, but it's a it's a stealth game, and you are, are a like a like a thirteen year old girl who has to take care of her like six year old brother, and you have to like hold his hand, walk around, make sure you avoid these rats, and uh, the enemies are like this these knights or this um, insurgents. I don't know I don't know what they're called, but imagine like you know thirteen hundreds uh, guys with armor and swords and uh all i have is a um uh what is a whip not a whip um oh, shoot. Oh, like indiana jones style there you go no she has like a sling <laughs> no yeah she has a sling with a rock oh and that's, okay that's the weapon that she has and um it is it is uh stealthy it's nerve-wracking especially with the rats uh but it, it's it's fun um i've gone through seven chapters so far of 17 and uh, it's got a good story. The graphics are, are nice. It, it feels like a good like AAA game. Does it? Uh, wow. That's yeah, cool. it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so I, I started playing that, and then I also played another game, uh, Dreams for PS4. Oh, all right. So uh, Ronnie, I don't know if you've heard about this game, but it's uh, it is it is a game that you can make your own game. It is a community driven game where they give you all the tools. Uh, to make whatever game that you want. There have been people who have uh, recreated the first level of Metal, Metal Gear Solid 1 for the PlayStation. Um, they've recreated like Super Mario Brothers for regular Nintendo. Um, things like that. Um, some of them, Clark and I played a game where you are a dog uh, running around in a 3D world trying to find your bone. You know, it was just like, it's, it is absolutely amazing of what uh, the kinds of games people have made. Um, so they, you know, whatever they make, they can share, and then you can just play right on the spot. Um, you don't have to download anything. It's just all on one server. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's crazy that Mario has finally made it to PlayStation through dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like, it's, it's not just the, the graphics. I mean, you can add audio, music, vocal, uh, dialogue. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm, um, and it's been out for a month. So it'll be interesting to see what kinds of things people create, like full-fledged games. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. I've seen videos of it, and I, I, part of me is like, that is really cool that they've been able to do that. Another part of me is like, how, how long are they going to get away with this? Like, are they going to like, if you make too much of a game, are they going to be able to like copyright strike or, I don't know, just like people are going to be playing these versions of games that already exist. So it's not yeah, like so they're creating new material. I wonder how that works. Well, I mean, I, yeah, if, if they create something that is like a mirror image of a game that's already out, um, kind of like a, a remake, an up-res, high-definition high kind of game, um, you know, like these people may get uh, jobs out of this. Um, yeah. If, uh, if they make a really cool, like, independent game that is their own, it's, it's their own idea. Um, I mean, this, this Dreams is made by Media Molecule, so yeah. I wonder if Media, Media Molecule will like notice the games that are most played um, and then use that as an idea for a new game, uh, you know, getting, getting staff behind it and money behind it. Who knows? Uh, but it's, it'll be interesting to see how that all comes together. Yeah, definitely. 
but uh but yeah that's 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 it for me mm. how about you lucas what's up um you? before uh i i share anything mark why don't you go ahead mark oh oops he's not here patrick you go ahead well before i do you go ahead okay but i'll only go ahead if uh ronnie goes ahead I'm only going to go ahead if uh, Patrick goes ahead. Well, I've already went, so Lucas, you go ahead. So by Patrick, you mean me. But I've already said that Mark needs to go ahead. No, I want Patrick to go again. Mm, Yes, do it in Spanish. Mm -hmm. So, Patrick, in Spanish. Adelante. Es muy guapo. How long do you think we can go with this joke before Mark edits it out and gets really angry? Well, before he edits it, Ronnie, you go ahead again. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You're weak again. So this weekend, uh, I played volleyball on Friday nights. Nothing out of the ordinary. But what we should do (laughs) is nothing. Just leave it dead air for mark just to confuse him i'm pretty sure he's just gonna leave it yeah no matter what we do you think so i think he probably will leave it yeah what do you think think mark i think he'll edit it what do you think mark did this week let's maybe guess because i miss mark i like this for you let's build mark for those let's build his week since he can't represent himself Folks, for those that are listening, well, of course you're listening. For those that don't know, our our good buddy Mark <laughs> for you is not, not with listening. us tonight. <laughs> you not listening? <laughs> I did not think that through before I said it. Uh, we had some scheduling conflicts, and so our good buddy Mark can't join us for this week. But he is very much missed, and he might show up. No spoilers, but he may or may not show up. But I'd I'd like to construct a little bit. What do you What do you guys think he did this week? Uh, I'm gonna start. Let's all let's just go around, and we'll all say one thing that we think Mark did. Ooh, yeah. I believe Mark played a little bit of Apex Legends. Mm. Probably with Sheldor. Hmm, okay. that's a good guess. I believe they maybe guess. got one win this week. I think okay. he, I think he got two. Mm. Patrick, what do you think? I th- I think uh, he went to go see a movie, and I think it was Avengers. Mm. Endgame. You think that, to be or specific? Do you know that? Now, does it count if it's what while we're recording? Because we're talking about his past week, so is his past is present? Is this present uh, or I, is this past? I believe, I believe he worked. Mm. I think that's probably so. That's. Yeah. He park, parked some cars. Well, if you think about Maybe. the logic behind this, this is the past because people are going to listen to it after it's already happened. So when people are listening, it's, it's the past. That's true. Whatever Mark's doing hey. right now. Just so you know, Tuesday. Tuesday was a good day. I liked it a lot. What was Tuesday? It's in the past now. It's mm. tomorrow, but it's in the past. I thought it's going to be a crappy day. Hmm. Well, I mean, from 8 to 5, it's going to suck. Oh, After yeah. that, it'll be fine. Gotcha. Well, what I think... Is, oh, no, go ahead. Happening? That means work sucks. Hmm. 
This feels like a little like pie sliced size of improv. <laughs> yeah, All right. Mark also went to La Coretta for sure, right? Oh, uh, you yeah, took sure. mine. Yeah, that was my guess. Yeah, that that's what I was going to say. Thanks for. I thought you were carrying on the show. I thought we were. I thought you were about to just jump us right past us. I figured you needed to get it in. No, it needs to be said twice. I think you went to La Coretta for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to jump into my update now. Thanks, Mark, for your update through us. Glad you had a good week. Um, so in my life, it has been nonstop. I have been uh, living the dream here in Brazil, finally hosting a fantastic group of Americans from Oklahoma, a university called Southern Nazarene University. Uh, they've been with us since last Wednesday, and they have kept me busy in many good ways. Um, I, uh, I had to go to back to my old city of Achibaya, where I used to live for like three or four years before moving to Sao Paulo. And uh, in doing so, and going to visit them and kind of get them oriented and welcome them to Brazil, I got to use Uber for the second time. And not just the second time, but the third time, fourth time, and fifth time that I've ever used U- Uber. Oh, I don't, why don't I say Uber? That's definitely not the right way to say that. Have you guys used uh, Uber before? Oh, yeah, for sure. Negative all the time. Negative for Ronnie, positive for Patrick. Have you had generally positive experiences with that, Patrick? Yeah, almost every single Uber driver. I don't know if almost. I mean, all, all of them. I've never had a bad experience nice. with any Uber, Uber driver. Well, I can say the same. After even four or five trips in this past week, uh, it was really interesting. Like, I met some people that I probably would have never met in, like, a normal day-to-day you know, activity and work. I had some pretty fun conversations. I met a guy by the name of Josielu, and he was a non-practicing Catholic, and he got lost while we were uh, trying to reach our destination. Despite the GPS telling him to turn right, he went straight, and he acted surprised. It was kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) But then what was not funny is that after he did that, uh, I got the email saying how much I got charged, and I got charged an extra 20 bucks, which would be 5 bucks for you in American dollars. But uh, because of the extra time it took for us to arrive, it took extra 30 minutes to arrive at our destination no. <laughs> because, of, because of his miss. Uh, here in Brazil, the, they do not build the roads for you to have an easy on and off, like turnaround kind of deal. So sometimes if you miss a turn, it'll put you out of the way like 30 minutes. Uh, because there are not good returns, and uh, I was very surprised to see the charge. Unfortunately, I've not taken the time. He knew to what he was doing. Contest it, yeah. I'm pretty sure little uh, Josie Elio knew what he was doing, but it is what it is. I may or may not contest it. I don't know. I'm sometimes kind of a <laughs> not always. I'm kind of procrast. I procrastinate in such things sometimes, even though I shouldn't. Uh, another person that I ran into was Leonardo. He was a very silent guy. I didn't really learn a lot about him, but I was only with him for like five minutes. But the next guy that I went with, Heginaldo, he is a spiritist, and we had a lot to talk about in just seven minutes. If you're not familiar with a spiritist, they're kind of a person that sees like spiritual things in everything, and he believes in Jesus, he believes in Buddha, he believes in like meditation, and uh, kind of just a mix of a lot of religions. Uh, all together, and he was a very fascinating person to talk to. I will say it was a little challenging in Portuguese, but 
uh, it was just kind of cool to talk to him and kind of hear his knowledge uh, about Jesus. And just in the seven minutes I was with him to really challenge him to take a deeper look uh, into the claims of Christ and, and kind of a lot of the things we talked about in our faith episode, some episodes back. Um, and then the last guy that I got to ride with was Francisco, who uh, is a pastor of a little non-denominational church. You know, what was really cool about our conversation is um, I was talking to him about being a pastor and the struggles and the joys and, uh, you know, how to connect with people. And, and all of a sudden, he just started, like, sharing everything about his ministry. Like, he just started to open up. And uh, by the end, I was just like, Francisco, do you want to pray? And he was like, that'd be awesome. And we prayed together. And he, you know, he got, he got emotional at one point and was just... You could just tell that, you know, for both of us, that it, it just kind of made our day to have this moment where our paths crossed. And uh, it was it was definitely a positive experience, and I really enjoyed that aspect of kind of traveling around. Because I normally wouldn't use that form of travel. I would take the very cheapest route, take the bus, or I wouldn't say I'd walk, but find a ride with someone. Uh, but this one, my travel is covered by the, the mission group, so I can kind of take the fastest route possible. So that was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool experience that I had this past week. Nice. Uh, besides that with my family, um, uh, family and home life, because I've been working so much, whether it's been working on missionary things or working with the, uh, the mission group, uh, I have not had a lot of time with my family. Um, but I have been teaching Natasha, uh, how to play the guitar and that has been very much an experience. Um, I think it was like a month ago, she had, you know, had seen me play the guitar. We we usually, I usually play the guitar. I'm not like a really good guitar player, but I can play most of the basic chords. And if I look at like a, a tab chart, uh, I can learn how to play other chords, you know, bend the fingers around to strum and all that jazz. Um, but, uh, she, you know, she's, she's noticed me play the guitar off and on. We usually play every night when we go to bed. We sing a song and say a prayer before we go to bed. And uh, one day she was just like, Daddy, can you teach me how to play the guitar? And I'm like, sure, why not? Can't be that hard to teach someone how to play the guitar. You just, you know, do stuff. Put your fingers over the strings and frets and strum up and down and all that jazz. So I, uh, we had our first class some weeks ago. And I think after 10 minutes, I was like, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> like I taught her some notes. <laughs> I taught her some notes and I kind of showed her how to strum. And, and I was like, Oh no, I should have done more research before I agreed to teach you how to play the guitar. And, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever had this experience, uh, Patrick, especially with your kids ever teaching them anything. If you've ever tried to teach your kids anything or anything like that, it's, but, it's, it's more like, it's more like me Hey, do this. Look, see what I'm doing. Do what I'm doing. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to yeah. Trying to narrate like all right. Instead of instead of saying hey, do this. All right. Put your foot this way. Make sure it's perpendicular. Okay. You don't know what perpendicular means. Okay, <laughs> right. So, exactly. Like, <laughs> yes. You run into the vocabulary <laughs> words that you're like you don't know what I'm saying. Like that doesn't <laughs> right. make any sense. Just making it more complicated. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So. It, it's been a little tough, but we've gone through a few lessons, and one of the things that I realized is, and, and a, a friend of mine who's a musician, he confirmed it, is what you need to do is, especially with a kid, when you teach them something, you need to teach them something that they're interested in. Don't just say, like, I wanted to kind of teach it like a class, like, okay, here's how the notes work, and this is what 
like kind of like music theory. And my friend was like, don't do that. Find a song that they like and then teach them the four, you know, the three or four chords that aren't too difficult, like G, uh, D, E minor. Um, I think the other one is C, which can be kind of challenging. But that, that chord progression, if anybody out there is a musician, that chord progression is said to be one of the more, one of the easier chord progressions. So um, she's been doing it. I, I don't know if you've sung the song uh, Reckless Love. Um, but it is a, it's a popular worship song that my daughter really likes, that our family likes, and so she's been learning that song. And I have to say, in looking at her, the way her fingers move on the guitar, she's nine years old, and she's pretty natural at it. So, uh, And she's still really interested. It's been like four lessons, quote-unquote lessons, uh, yeah. and she's, she's doing well. So that's been kind of cool to do that with her, and, I, and I've been awesome. enjoying that. Uh, also in my home life, I've been bombarded by telemarketers how about them telemarketers huh aren't they fantastic uh it's all trying to sell you so here's here's how it's gone i actually don't know what they're trying to sell me because this is how it goes uh and it's only been in this past week i get a call and a brazilian says so um minichinho like only a little minute and the first time that it happened there was a pause and somebody started talking to me like hey uh, can I talk to Lucas or can I talk to you about uh, this cell phone plan? And I was like, no, thank you. Bye. And that was the end. The second time that I got the so minuchinho, I immediately hung up. Like I did not even stick around. Isn't that like such a weird way to do telemarketing? Like they call you and then they say, hey, hold on a minute. That just seems so <laughs> so rude. It's like, it's like, hold on a minute. I'm eating my lunch. Can you wait? Can you talk to my other friend? He's going to talk to you about something that you don't really care about. Like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> so so it's only been the, in the past week? Yeah, and it's so happened like So you answer times. the first one, and they're like, oh, this, this guy answers the phone. So they sell all, all <laughs> your number, number to like every other <laughs> Pretty much. It was my own fault. I shot myself in the foot. I should have never waited a minute. Them to I get that. a few. I get a few of those uh, per week on my phone, and normally for me, they are always from like a different state, like different area code or something like that, and I just don't even answer anymore. But I don't know how that. Like I don't know how the number gets out. Like, yeah. <laughs> once it happens, I don't necessarily I feel like know over. how it works either. Yeah, it really is, and I usually I try to ignore it too. But then there's been times when people have changed the numbers, not, not you know, let me know. Or, and I've missed a call from someone, so I try to answer. But it, now, anytime there's a delay, or anytime I hear that guy say, so minuchinho, I immediately hang up. Like I'm like, nope, not interested, not sticking around. Because you know they do that thing where they immediately say their like, two-minute two like speech because they want to get in as much information before you can reject them. And I, just, I ain't got time for that. So that's that's been good times with telemarketing. Uh, on the gaming front... I almost didn't play any video games this past week. I was quite bummed. It's just a matter of life. Uh, yeah. It's just so busy. But we did have some friends over on Saturday night uh, that go by the name of Hafa and Shenya. They're two very good friends that we're kind of developing a friendship with and you know, sharing uh, our lives with. They come to our English Sunday school class, and uh, we've been over to their house for barbecue and, and all those good things. For a little barbecue and uh we had them over to our house because they told us the last time we got together that they really love playing games so we were like well we need to introduce you to jackbox and so they came to our house 
And, uh, of course, when we booted up the PlayStation, I realized I had not downloaded some of the games that we wanted to play. So I started to initiate those downloads. And while we initiated the downloads, I had the couple play Overcooked. And uh, needless to say, it was very entertaining. So I told you about this game before where you have to work together with a partner, cook food, make burgers, soups, etc. And uh, watching them play this game, for one, Shenya, the... the the wife, she she had never like played with a controller before, and I didn't know that. I handed her the controller, and she's like, "What do I do with this?" And I'm like, "Oh no, this is <laughs> this is gonna take some work." So thankfully, with Overcooked, you really just have to use use a little joystick, and then you press like Square and X to either chop stuff or pick up things and put them down. So it's not too bad. Yep. And <laughs> it was so funny to watch because she would just panic and she just never played the type of game before and she would like pick up something and then drop it and then not realize it's not in her hand and then walk up to go cut it at the cutting board and it's on the floor and they were like by the end of it uh her husband Hafa he was just looking at her like what are you doing woman pull it together so I could tell yeah, that's, a, that's a super fast paced game to start with if she's never played with a controller before it really is thankfully that wasn't our end goal so we only played it like one or two levels just for fun it didn't take long for the other games to download but we also played other games like Jackbox games which are awesome knowledge is power I don't know if you guys have played that little trivia game that's uh, pretty fun uh, so we had a fun night fun night of games uh, but other than that I didn't really uh, play any other video games. I did watch Raising Kratos, the uh, the God of War documentary that I think yes. you watched too, Patrick. Wasn't that so I good? I did watch that. I, yeah, that's right. Man, it was I so good. To talk about that. Could you oh believe? My gosh, it was. Could you believe how emotional it got? Like in some of the stuff they it were talking serious. about, it got really yeah, serious man, at some points. It was points. so serious. But it was really um, cool to see them through that journey. That was really cool. It re- it was really cool seeing um, uh, Corey Barlog. Uh, young um when he made god of war 2 he, i don't yeah. think he made god of war 1 did he um i don't he, I, I don't think he I th- did but i think i he, think he was a part of it but he was like he was low on the totem pole he was not yeah. like a main guy if i were to but it guess. was it was cool i mean like yeah it got really emotional because i mean like watching raising kratos it wasn't just about god of war and kratos it was about the journey i mean like the the hours that these people were putting in to this game, the blood, sweat, and tears, as it were, um, and showing some of these people who are working like long hours long. I mean, this game took how long to make? Four years? Yeah, and it was like four, maybe five years. It, it was a long time. And, yeah, and watching, uh, you know, one of the one of the uh, creators, one of the, I guess, top top women, you know, she was – getting a little emotional because she was being taken away from her life, you know, her family life. Yeah. And it, it kind of put it into a perspective for me, like as a gamer, I'm like, you know, like, Hey, why don't we hurry up and get this game out? I know. Right. Um, You know, like, and just watching how, you know, the behind the scenes of how a game is made and uh, all the testing, all the bugs, all the frustrations and, um, it was it was kind of eye opening, not only just for how the game was made, but how a game in general is made. Yeah, for sure. And for me, the you know I mentioned earlier the emotions that people kind of expressed in the the journey of making the game. I really loved how, and you know, and I'm sure this happens with a number of games, 
but it was so clear and so obvious that part of the reason this game is so so good and so well done is because you had a number of parents that like they they like in, invested themselves so much in this game that you know each of them like almost were impacted through the making of the game like the voice of kratos uh, judge Christopher Judge, I think. Yep. Like mm-hmm. in the documentary, he talks about the impact the the game had on his relationship with his kids and how he saw the game as like an not just him doing a voice for a character, but him saying to his kids how much he loves them and how much you know for how much of the journey of their journey he can be a part of, how much it means to them, and and uh, the same with uh, uh, Corey Barlog. I want to make sure to say that right because I always want to say Balrog. But Balrog from Balrog, or or yeah, or the Balrog <laughs> from Lord of the Rings, but uh, yeah, just just seeing how much they personally invested in the story, I just think that is a testament to why the game is so good, and and it's just awesome that a game, a video game, can have that kind of impact on a person. So right, it's not, yeah, an impact not not only for gamers, but the people who made it. I mean, like watching watching like that Christopher Judge. And so many others just like start losing it while on camera talking about the how it has impacted their lives, you know, like personally, not professionally. It was all personal. It was all very it was personal. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. That is for sure. It was almost, it, man, I messed up that word. Almost, almost. It was almost like some of them were able to live out their dreams. You know? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of dreams, that brings us to the topic of the show, baby. And your transitions are gold. Absolute transition ninja. <laughs> the transition ninja. Oh, I like that. I might have to use that later. Uh, so that's right, folks. Our topic is dreams. Not the Martin Luther King Jr. types of dreams. Not the I hope to be a firefighter someday dreams. But the dreams we have while sleeping. Or maybe dozing off where we're not supposed to be sleeping. Either way, it's those little movies that we play in our heads when we uh, sleep at night in our beds. So nice and sweet. Uh, We're going to be talking about not only our dreams, the three of us, but we're going to talk about various dreams that our community members have, our friends and family on the Discord. Uh, We're even going to be doing a little dream analyzation as we talk about each other's dreams. So with that, I think we should just get right into it. And I think we should start with one of our very own on the Discord, Corey Fosh. I really hope I said that right. Nope. C- Corey had what? It's I really Fouch. 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 It's like couch, but Dang not. It. That's right. I should have <laughs> reviewed before I said it. Fouch. I thought it was French. Fouch. All right. Corey Fouch. <coughs> Dang it. No. Fouch. Forget it. Corey on Discord Smith. had this to say. Yes, Corey Smith. That's right. Thank you, Ronnie. Uh, he said, so far as one, the, the one that really sticks out, it was a nightmare of sorts. 
The thing I remember most is that I was in a house that combined the houses that I grew up in and my grandparents' old house. The lighting was weird, like out of a horror movie. I don't like where this is going. I tripped, oh I tripped over something. <laughs> yeah, I tripped over something. And then the next thing I know, this thing I thought was a corpse grabbed me by the leg. I remember actively trying to pull myself out of that dream. When I finally did, I was totally soaked in cold sweat. That's the most vivid Oof. and real dream I've ever had. Man. Yikes. And this is why I don't play scary games or watch scary movies. You guys uh you guys ever have scary scary nightmares? Oh yeah. Yep. Uh I I have I so I am a horror buff. I will I love being scared. I love the scary movies. So I usually have yeah, quote unquote nightmares. And one of the biggest uh nightmares that I usually have is like a, a shadowy figure something i can't really make out um and usually i'll wake up and i don't i normally don't wake up in a sweat but when i do wake up in the dark in my room i kind of like look around like is that the shadow is that what is is that supposed to be there what 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 is that what is that shadow and i kind of like get up slowly yeah and i get my phone out and i just turn on the light and i walk to the bathroom turn on the light there you know go to the bathroom and then go back to bed um, just to just to like get me out of that dream right because i know i know immediately if i were and this has happened in the past if i wake up from that dream and i'm a very heavy sleeper if i wake up i close my eyes i'm right back to sleep and i'm usually right back in that dream so i need to get up and walk around for a second yeah it's the worst when you like wake up out of like a nightmare like when you first wake up out of it, you're really not like all the way back to reality yet. So you're not, you're not sure there's that, like there's that short period of time where you're really like, you're not sure what was real and what wasn't. I don't know if you guys have that same thing, but you wake up and you're like, all right, wait a second, <laughs> you know, like, and you're trying to yeah. like figure yep. things out in your own. Head. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um, but for me, like I have, I, I know I shared it on the show. Um, it, it's been a while or whatever, but the, I guess it was a dream. It was the most real thing that has, that has happened, uh, has ever really happened to me while I was like sleeping, I guess. The, but when I felt like I was being like, uh, like the shadow figure was kind of like suffocating me, I guess. Yeah. I remember um, that. Yeah. That was not a fan. That was one of the scariest experiences in my entire life. And the most realistic thing that <laughs> like I, uh, I, to be honest with you, I still question that and whether I was actually sleeping or not, it was that real. Uh, because that one actually took place. That was very much like, it wasn't like a dream world. Everything was very real. It was like I was laying right where I would normally lay, like in my bed. And um, that one scared me. But the, I guess the, the only one that I have that I would say is like scary, that's a little bit like on the reoccurring side is... Mm -hmm. It's really different, like, scenarios in the dreams and stuff. But you, you ever have those dreams where you're, like, running, just trying to get away from something, from, like, a person or, like, a crowd, or you know what I mean? Or just some kind of creature, anything. Um, I, like, I have those, like, I wouldn't say, like, frequently, but, like, maybe a couple times a year where, like, you're just running. And you, like, you you feel like you've been running all night to try and get away from this thing, whatever it is. Definitely. Wait, well, so, <clears throat> in your dreams, you're running? Like in my dreams, I can't run at all. No, I'm yeah. usually running at a snail's pace. Uh, so in yeah, my, that's me too. 
I've had that, I've had that before where you can't like you just can't like move fast enough. Uh, but I yeah. but the ones that I normally have like I can actually run in the dream, but I can never run in like fast enough or do anything to quite actually get away. Just like stay in front, you know what I mean? Like just enough. Like it's it's like it's hmm. the scariest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mine's definitely always uh, just I'm running like as fast as a turtle, but in my head I'm running <laughs> yeah. I'm running really fast. Like you know, I feel like I'm running normal, and then when I wake up, I'm like, I look like an idiot. I was like Drax, where I'm like, I am. You can't see me. I'm invisible. <laughs> like that's how I felt, totally oblivious to what I was doing. In terms of scary dreams for me, uh, I don't have. I think I think because I don't watch scary movies and I don't like partake in scary video games or anything like i have i have very few like horror themed dreams but i would say the scariest dreams i've had uh actually end well in terms of you know well i'll just tell you the scariest dreams i've had are the ones where the world ends like i've had dreams where i'm looking out a window and i see a huge bomb go off and i realize in the dream that i'm about to die or like Can't wait to I hear remember how what, this actually ends well that scenario well uh, yeah i'll get there uh <laughs> in a very related dream i've also dreamt that a meteorite hit the earth and of course it hit like right across the street and all of a sudden <laughs> like, right next to you right next to me and all the flames and fire like engulfed me and i remember being scared like for a split second and then all of a sudden i had peace and i was like i'm gonna be with jesus like that's how it ended well is because i had i just it yeah. ended with the faith that I'm going to, I'm going to be with him and I'm going to see my mom and like that kind of stuff. So like it definitely was scary <laughs> and yeah. there was definitely time when I was like, Oh no, it's over. Uh, but at the same time it was just like, you know what? It's all good. And so, uh, that's kind of where it kind of transitioned, uh, to the positive. So Corey, before we move on to the next dream, I just wanted to tell you, that your dream is kind of like a dream about being trapped physically. And that is a common nightmare theme, and it reflects your real-life inability to escape or make the right choice. So maybe you need to just let go and let God. Don't worry about it. It's going to be all good. You got your family. You got your friends supporting you. Don't worry about whatever that right choice is. Just do it. So that's my, uh, that's my analyzation of your dream tonight, and that's free of charge. All right, let's move on to Ash Ingram. She said, when I was a kid, maybe around the age of 8 to 11, I had reoccurring nightmares that I was visited by a group of gray aliens in my bedroom. Uh, I would be lying in bed, and I would be blinded by a really bright light outside of my window, and when I could, and then I would feel cold, bony fingers. I don't like where this is going. I don't know if oh, I can goodness. read this. <laughs> that sounds like a real thing. <laughs> I, I would feel cold, bony fingers on my skin. I would look up, and all I could see were four gray aliens standing over me, emotionless. Then I would wake up. The same darn dream, dream over the space of those few years. The fear has stuck with me throughout adulthood. I am still terrified of gray aliens to this day. Thankfully, the nightmares have stopped, but the fear sure hasn't. Mm. Yikes. I will tell you that I have... So I, so I've, I've always been interested in like the whole alien thing. So like, I've actually listened to like documentaries of people telling their experiences and stuff like that. And it, it always starts with people thinking it's a dream at first, (laughs) 
but like similar scenarios yeah. just like that. Um, and I think that's the hardest thing is to distinguish like the dream world like from the real world because when you wake up like those things right. are so they feel so real. Right. Hmm. That is scary though. Yeah, that's really creepy. I don't I don't know what to do with that other than to say so is are is ash are you scared of the alien emoji <laughs> do you not use that oh yeah like if we use that would you like you wouldn't leave discord because if that's so then we'll delete it we won't allow it to be used we'll ban it can we ban just emoticons i think we can ban the emojis they don't have souls we can just ban them they call them emoticons uh, am I saying that, that wrong? makes it feel like it's a transformer that could like transform into another <laughs> emoji. Emoticons. Awesome. <laughs> it's the third. Emojis in disguise. <laughs> it's, the, it's the third party of transformers, the emoticons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to totally invent that if it doesn't. It's not a thing. I know, right? We totally need to. We totally need to invent that. Uh, I'm afraid, Ash Ingram, that I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any analyzation information on aliens. Um, I did see one about... What did I see? I saw one about being chased. This doesn't really have to do with the aliens, but this is for Ronnie also. Just so you know, Ronnie, oh, being crap. chased is one, of the most, is one of the most common dream symbols in all cultures. It means you're feeling threatened. So reflect on who's chasing you. It may be symbolic and why they're a possible threat in your life. Do you ever remember who's chasing you? Honestly, like I, I had the hardest time remembering dreams. Like when I wake up, I, I have that initial phase once I've woken up for like a few minutes where I can remember what happened. And then I swear like after like 10 minutes after I wake up, I can barely remember anything about it. You need a dream journal. But I will tell you that I actually have, and this sounds, this is, I guess, kind of funny. Um, but since like I obviously made a huge change in my life like split up from my ex-wife and you know I, I do lead a much happier life now so I do actually have those less so uh, it just okay. me, in general being a lot happier in life has led to less nightmares just in general okay that's good to know that it probably never, means something it was never like... my ex-wife chasing me by the way oh okay yeah I that's, that's... I could have definitely outrun her <laughs> <laughs> well we do remember that we do remember that you wanted her to be at closest to the door at the hotel so that she would get attacked first. Oh, shit. So you could, uh... <laughs> she wanted me to be closest <laughs> to the door. Well, you actually wanted her closer to the door. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, this just in, Ash. Uh, just so you know, aliens can symbolize your connection to the higher realms and wisdom. Sometimes they indicate your unconventional nature or maybe imbalanced personality. So, you were a teenager at the time. Oh, no, you were a preteen. So maybe you uh, you kind of balance things out, and now you're just full of wisdom. So, I'd congratulations. be interested to know. Did, did she mention if that's like ever like was it just during that like phase of her life, or has that actually happened? Yeah, she she said it was between eight and eleven <clears throat> years old. So she hasn't had the nightmare. She said the fear still has stuck with her though. I bet. All right. Next up is Travis Popsicle. He said, "I very rarely have dreams that I remember." Hey, just like Ronnie. And usually only dream when I am extremely tired. So I will just ask a couple of dream-related questions. Have you dreamed of a deceased loved one? We'll just go one by one instead of asking them all because he has a couple of them. So have you guys dreamt of a deceased loved one? 
Not that I recall. I, I actually have not either. I always thought that would be a really cool thing, though. That's kind of yeah. one of those things that, like, I think a lot of people, I, I guess, I, I guess I take that in, like, a good manner, uh, you know, dreaming of them. Um, but I have not. I always thought that would be neat, though. Yeah, I, and I've said it before, like, nobody, I know, luckily, that has, that has been close to me or a loved one has really passed away other than my grandparents. Um I've never had close friends or family members that have passed away um, in my life. So I've been pretty lucky that way. So, um, But dreaming of a loved one, like you said, Ronnie, that's that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I have not dreamt of a loved one that I can remember, but I have dreamt of historical figures that are deceased. So maybe that counts. I didn't really love him, but Socrates, Socrates, he's pretty important to history. So, no, that's that's kind of cool. So in college, I was taking biblical Greek, and while it's not really a spoken language, you kind of have to learn what the the sounds are for the letters, and you learn how to read it and such. And I remember during my probably second semester taking it, I had a dream where I had a conversation with Socrates, and I tried to witness to him. It was good times. I don't remember if I converted him, but we did uh, hang out and talk in Greek a little bit. It was very limited. It was not like. Like, I don't know things like, hello, my name is Lucas. Like, I, it's biblical Greek, so it was only biblical words that I could talk to him about. I'm pretty sure I made up some of the, the Greek. And I, if I could go back and listen to myself, I was just like, I was like Joey speaking French. And I was just like, tout to the French. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he was really respectable about it. He didn't laugh at me at all. He, like, sat there and listened. He was really, he was really kind of quite engaged. So that was what fun. A nice guy. Uh, I know, quite a stellar dude. Uh, Travis also wanted to know, and do you consider, oh, this is, I guess it's a follow-up, sorry, I should have read this too. Since since none of us dreamt of uh, loved ones, we don't, this one doesn't apply. So his second slash third question is, do you ever wake up before your dream is finished and you try so hard to get back to it but just can't? Have you guys ever had a really good dream? Yep. And then wanted to go back? Oh, yeah. Tell us more. Uh. Uh, I was in, so I was in high school and when I was in his high school, I was living at my parents' house and we had an above crown pool. And in my dream, I am in this pool with a female Oh, and she was, she was one of the good ones in, in high school, you know, like, and so we were in the pool together and I wake up. Right in the middle of the dream, I'm like, oh, oh no, I need to get back. To, I need to get back to this. <laughs> yeah, dream. you do. I need to get back in there. I want to see how this how this ends up. So you know, like I, I get back into my dream and I am back in the pool and I'm like, yes. And it's a lizard and woman. She's no longer in the pool. No, it's her younger brother. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. Did you wake up again and try and reset it? I did. Yes, I did. It kept getting worse. Um, I don't it was like her grandma third, showed up next. <laughs> the shark in there next time. Uh, it didn't. It didn't work. I don't remember. But yeah, I, that's that's one that I really do remember back in high school because that was just like that was memorable. Huh. Well, just so you know, Patrick, water comes in many forms in dreams and often symbolizes uh, inner peace. While a choppy ocean can suge- suggest unease, but I think you had peace with liking the girl, but then you ruined it when you woke up, and then went back and yeah. found the brother. Ronnie, how about you? 
Um, I have, uh, I, I know that I have, I do not recall specific dreams where I, I know that I have wanted to get back into dreams before, but I do not recall specifically what they were. Yeah. I have the, I'm the worst same memory way. ever, man. Like, I mean, 10 right. minutes after I'm out, like once I hit the shower, like in the morning, it's over. Like it's completely over. Like <laughs> I remember washes nothing. away right. the dream. Yeah. Yeah. Like Patrick, I've had. You know, I remember in high school having the girl dreams and <laughs> waking up and be like, "No, I wasn't finished. I want to go back. <laughs> I wasn't finished. I wasn't finished talking to her." So, but it never works. Uh, I don't think it's ever worked for me. Uh, me Travis guys, said, oh, "I'll ask." No, you go ahead. I was gonna say, have you guys ever had a dream that you've fallen back into and not wanted to, like a nightmare that you like fell right back asleep into again? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's why I uh, have to get up out of my bed and go to the bathroom, turn the light on, because if I fall right back, like I said, I'm a heavy sleeper. I will fall right back into that dream. I will tell you that I I've nightmare. done that like a fair amount. Like you wake up from a nightmare and you're like, man, wow. Like I am so glad I woke up, and then you fall asleep right back into the same exact thing. You're like, man, you've got to be kidding me. It's got it's the worst <laughs> yeah. to be like almost like conscious in your dream. You're like, this is a dream, but this is horrible. Like I can't get out of this. Um, I remember when I was uh, when I was a little kid, and that happened. I remember telling my mom about it, and she told me, and and I've always used this to this day, and it's worked every single time I've ever done it. If I wake up out of a nightmare, she said to make the sign of the cross, say a prayer, and when you go back to sleep, you will not fall back into that dream again. And it has literally never happened when I've done that, not one time. Nice. Hmm. It's good, good to, know. to know. I've never had that issue, but. That's good to know just as backup, just in case. Uh, what's funny is Travis uh, ended what he had to say with this. He said, it's weird, but I kind of want to have nightmares. I love horror movies, and that's as real as it gets without it actually happening. Travis, you are weird, but we still love you. <laughs> no, I mean, like, nightmares are awful. Yeah, that's just like... No, like no. The problem is, is they're never Especially- the nightmares that you, like think would be cool they're like your like your greatest fears like coming true and it's just yeah it's so it's rough yeah i mean like i'm a a big zombie fan so i've fallen into a dream and i'm at my in-laws house and i walk out into their driveway and there's a zombie coming towards me and usually i'm like in my zombie dreams i'm like i'm the hero let's fight but this zombie that was coming towards me was my son. Oh no! And I'm like, yeah. That I was like, I, was, I oh, tried terrible. my hardest to get out of this dream, and before he got to me, I had woken up, and it was one of those things where, all right, I gotta go turn a light on. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to fall back Definitely. into that one. That's oh, what yeah, I mean by geez. like the nightmares. Like, I kind of want. I I get the whole like kind of wanting to fall into like you like the horror stuff, but it's always your. It's just it's always the worst possible thing. Like in the back of your mind, like it's just they're always terrible. Yeah, I mean, like I and I usually have these vivid dreams uh, or vivid nightmares because I have a um, I have allergies, and if I usually have an allergy attack at night, I'll take Benadryl, and whenever I have Benadryl, I have the craziest, yeah. most vivid dreams. So I remember a lot of them whenever I do that. Hmm. Well, keeping with the nightmare theme, VP Barnaby Butters said, one reoccurring nightmare I had back at college. I was running away from a rotational. 
If you're familiar with math methods, you know what I'm talking about. Part of me is glad I'm not into physics anymore. He had a math nightmare? Yep. He was uh, running away from a rotational. I don't know what that means. What's that mean? I don't know. <laughs> None of us are math guys, are we? I haven't had math since junior year in high school, so I'm out. Ronnie? Yep. Nope. Me neither. Math? Anyone? Bueller? I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up here. I'm going to see Bueller? what the math rotational means. Yeah, see what a math rotational is. I mean... What does that? What does that mean? Just like the Earth rotating uh, in an equation? I imagine like, like I a tumbleweed, like in a Wild West town, but with like math equations, Just running into everybody. Hmm. Uh, okay, so a rotation is a transformation that turns a figure about a fixed point called the center of rotation. An object and its rotation are the same shape and size, but the figures may be turned in different directions. So, like I don't know, like a a, a head on backwards. Or Ew. Now that would be scary if I got yeah, if I was running away from a, a head on backwards, rotating. <laughs> that, that would be creepy. Backwards head rotating. If they were running just as fast as you, but they were running backwards, but their face was frontwards. Oh, that'd be a scary mm. one. Yikes. That would be creepy. All right. You got me, Barnaby Butters. That's uh, pretty creepy. No, thank you. I hope I, if I dream about that tonight, I'm blaming you. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting off of Discord. Yep. <laughs> Right now. <laughs> uh, Bear the Hairless, Chad Fackler himself said, When things get too stressful at work, I tend to have those nightmares where everything that can go wrong at work does. You oversleep, you miss meetings, too many people show up, and you can't help them all. That sort of thing. I'm hoping I'm not the only one that this happens to. Also, do you guys ever have that dream? A dream where you see yourself standing in some sort of sun god robes on a pyramid with a thousand naked women screaming and throwing little pickles at you? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I the only person that has had this dream? Name that movie. Oh, man. That's from... Uh, what that's is from, that uh, from? Chad, you've gone where oh, I can't follow. That's from an 80s movie. It's it's oh, got to be an okay. 80s movie. I that, think makes, that makes that makes sense. Like, oh, yeah, I don't I can't remember. I feel like I feel like maybe Val Kilmer had said that, but I can't remember. <laughs> oh, dang. Naked women throwing pickles at someone? Yeah, what? yeah. Oh man. Wow. That was a funny part. And then he, like I think there's like a kid asking him something and uh, he's just like standing there like, "What? What are you, what are you talking about?" <laughs> no, I don't have that dream. Oh, man. I can't remember what the movie was called. So, going back to the real part of what he had to say, have you guys had that uh, either, what does he say, Going, showing up to something? You know, everything's going wrong. You oversleep. You miss meetings. Uh, too many people show up. You can't help them. Uh, that kind of stuff. Have you guys had the, the work or school-related dreams in the past? Yeah, I, oh, I yeah. totally have to add those as well. Um, the funny thing is I don't have them. <clears throat> I think it, it has a lot to do with stress at work, uh, stuff that you like take home with you. In my job that I, I work in now, I really don't take home any stress. You know, five o'clock hits. And for the most part for me, it just, it all stays at work. I don't have to worry about it. But I was working at a car dealership. I was one of like the service riders in there. People bring their cars in, you know, all day. And, you know, you take the stuff back to the mechanics. I used to have dreams when I worked at that job. It was really, it was a really stressful job. It was my least favorite job of all time. But um, you would always have like multiple tickets open and people were waiting for their cars to get done and stuff like that. So you had to keep it all like 
you know, you basically had to keep everything organized and what car was which and when cars were done. You go get the uh, go get the customer and tell them it's ready. So they go to the window and pay. Um, I used to have dreams that I left people sitting in the lobby and forgot about them. And it was like mm, three hours yeah. later that I realized that I had forgot. And this person was like upset out there in the lobby because I forgot about them. It was the worst. <laughs> yeah. When I was working at Applebee's, I totally had that same kind of dream where I was waiting on multiple tables and I just forgot about someone. And they were like, what is that? What is that movie where uh, I'm totally blanking on the movie, but where somebody says they'll wait for someone on a park bench and then they go later and they're like a skeleton sitting at the park bench. Like they waited so yeah. long they died. <laughs> I don't think it's ever been that extreme, but I definitely have had that making people wait a long time in a at a restaurant when I worked there. So the, the kind of uh, dreams that I've had uh, aren't necessarily for uh, waiting, uh, but I've had dreams where um, like back in college um, I was in a dream and I had a test or an exam that I had forgotten about and I did no studying. uh, And I was like, my grade was riding on this and, I totally forgot that this this was happening, and then I wake up and I'm like, oh, oof, man, because I because school to me was important, and whenever I was had a dream where I was missing something or forgot something, um, it would terrify me. Um, and then I have you ever had those dreams where you uh, you wake up in the dream, like you're like you have like a nightmare or you're dreaming something, and then you wake up. Uh, in your dream and you realize that was just a dream but you feel like you're now in real life Um, you've actually woken up and then you actually wake up later so i've had those i've had those dreams uh where i've woken up and it was like the weekend and then i wake up for real and realize it's what what day is it? it's monday is it it monday (laughs) i was like dang it (laughs) oh man that's like an inception dream i've had those a couple times those are crazy yeah, those are the worst when you wake up into another dream. One that's close to reality, and then there's just something that happens in the dream. You're like, oh, yep, still in the dream. <laughs> right, Wait, what? Uh, for me, Chad, just to, to answer your question, I have definitely had those dreams where everything seems to be going wrong. And what's funny is is that for me, it's usually like it's it's the setting of whatever I'm like late for or... Uh, I'm messing up is usually like a phase before of where I am. So like when I was in college, I would have dreams about high school and showing up late for class in high school. And then when I graduated college and got a you know job and was working as a pastor, et cetera, I would have dreams about college, like a year or two, like even up to, I want to say like seven or eight years after I graduated college, I was still having dreams about college, being a month late for a class. And they're just <laughs> like, if you... Yeah, like a month late, like where they're just like, well, you, you, if you do everything perfect, you'll pass this class, and if you don't pass this class, and you're gonna fail, and you're gonna have to repeat the year, blah blah blah. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And it's like a, I don't know, it's a class that's like totally not in my wheelhouse, something that I'm not interested in, or uh, is really hard, like economics or something, and uh, or something where they're like, you have to read like 50 pages every day. Uh, and then later on, when I actually when I moved to Brazil. Uh, I would have dreams about working at Applebee's where I used to work uh, when I lived in the U.S. 
and I've like missed work for a month. Again, it's always like a month. I miss something for a month. And <laughs> so I've missed my job. period of time. <laughs> yeah, where I'm just like <laughs> a month later. Oh, right. I have a job. I should go in. And I've had the, I've had the Applebee restaurant like server dream multiple times while being in Brazil. And every time it is so real. And every time I have to go in and be like, hey, can I have my job still? I really need the money, like all this stuff. And it is just like, I can't believe I still believe it. Like, do you, are, do you, do you guys get your ever, job back? I do. Somehow I get the job back. And they're like, <laughs> I guess you can do it. And of course, like I, I mess everything up and I don't make any money. But do you guys have like repeated dreams to where you can't believe after you wake up that you believed what you were dreaming? Have you guys had those kind of dreams that you can think of? I did not have any repeat dreams that I like can recall. Just like the like the running dream. One thing I will say that happens to me all the time, and this really isn't like necessarily a dream, but it's I guess it's kind of along those lines. When you guys first like fall asleep, you guys ever do that like jolt thing where your whole body just oh, like yeah. jolts? Oh yeah. Totally. So I do it too. Like and sometimes like if I'm like like laying next to somebody or like, you know what I mean, like sitting next to somebody on a couch, like and I like doze off, like I wake <laughs> up like because I I jar myself awake by like flailing. Oh yeah. For sure. And you always have that when you do it, you have that like second where you're like, did I just, did I just do it? Did I just do the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not really sure, but you've woken yourself up somehow. Or it feels like you fell off the bed. Like you're just like, did I just fall? Like, (laughs) and you're just like, oh, oh no, I'm still here. I didn't fall. (laughs) And actually that, that kind of reminds me that like, um, I've had the, uh, I guess I've had a repeat dream a couple of times. You guys have the, like the dream where you're falling. And like you wake up before you actually like hit the ground or whatever it is that you're doing. I actually haven't had that, but I know a lot of <clears> people of my that have. Is, yep. like, one of my fears is like heights, and not heights like as far as like you get on like a couple story roof and probably be okay with that. But like I'll probably never go skydiving. Uh, that is like terrifying to me. But like in my dream, like I will be falling and I always wake up before I uh, like before I hit the ground. Well, you know, oh, Ronnie. Yeah, I've done that before. For those of you that have had the falling dream, that often relates to anxieties about letting go, losing control, or somehow failing after a success, just so you know. So keep that in mind the next time you fall in a dream. Patrick, you go ahead and fall. Um, yeah, I mean, like I've done that before where the jolt and falling and, and, and waking up. And, and sometimes when, when I'm waking up after that fall, you know, it can, you, you have this like, adrenaline just like flowing through you. you. And some it's it's hard to like fall back asleep. Yeah, you it is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um and I've done that before and like a lot of my recurring dreams are me flying. Um like like Superman, like flying in the air. And it's weird because um I can fly, but I'm flying as fast as I can run speed in my dreams. So it's you know, I'm super fast. More of, like, more of like a hover You're like the worst than anything else. Ever. <laughs> I'll save you. Wait I'm, for I'm it. Slower than a turtle. <laughs> I have had. I, I've also had. Um, yeah. Like in your dreams, where you get like something happens in the dream, and you actually end up like flailing because of it. Like I remember. The most recent one I remember is, I don't remember what was going on in my dream, but somebody like threw something at me, like in my direction. And like in my dream, I went to catch it and I flailed to catch it and it woke myself up. 
Like I just kind of like yeah. jarred, like you know what I mean, like yeah. flailed yeah. and woke myself up, like in the dream. How about this one? This is a reoccurring dream I used to have in uh, middle school and high school. Ninja raccoons. Like Sly Cooper? I mean, kind of, but it's literally raccoons dressed up like ninjas. I got attacked by them on multiple occasions in my dreams. Man, regular raccoons like, being attacked sounds awful, but ra- like I know, ninja right? raccoons, they have like little like throwing stars and stuff. They were like, hi-ya. They didn't have ninja stars, <laughs> but I remember them using some ninja moves on me. It was raccoons, it was hi-ya. creepy. So they're and roundhousing the last... you and stuff. <laughs> they're like, yeah! Sounds like Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, it was pretty much, oh, I was like, that was like the spiritual predecessor to Kung Fu Panda. I remember telling Mindy about it in college, and she was quite amused, and she also didn't believe me. But I definitely dreamt multiple times about ninja raccoons, so... <laughs> And I don't know what those... Actually, when you dream about animals, it, it often represents the part of your psyche that feels connected to nature and survival. Being chased by a predator suggests you're holding back repressed emotions like fear or aggression, or you secretly want to be a ninja. It doesn't say that, but I added that part. <laughs> but you secretly want to but be a ninja. I secretly want to be a ninja, I'm pretty sure. I do love the idea of like a team of raccoons being like a team of ninjas that like fight for the greater good. Kind of like the Ninja Turtles, except they're raccoons. That's awesome. I think, I think that would work. Yeah. And they throw tr- they like throw it. trash at you. They should all have like what... arrogant attitudes, kind of like Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy, though. They should all be like that. For sure. Just imagine Rocket Raccoon as a ninja. He is kind of a ninja in those movies, man. I can get behind that. He really is. Yep. Ninja with out, guns. Yeah, when he's out in those woods, like taking care of all those dudes, he's just jumping across trees and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's true. Volume two, he was definitely a ninja. Yep. All right, so our last Discord member to share about their dreams is a good old podcast junkie that I've blanked on his name. Zach Ald. Yep, that was a a test, Patrick. Congratulations, you passed the test. Smith. Yes. (laughs) I should, you know what? I should have just said everybody's last name was Smith. I'm going to do that next time when we have. (laughs) That gives me an idea for the next show, but it's not going to be the next show. It's going to be a surprise. You won't see it coming. So I like to use use Smith because I have like uh, a a confusing last name. When people see it, they're totally baffled and they always try to pronounce it. And I'm always like, no, 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 it's pronounced Smith. (laughs) It's like not even close. It always gets a laugh. But uh, no, nobody can ever pronounce it. It's like that uh, the college coach for, I think it was Duke, his last name was Shashevsky. Yep. Uh, but uh, it looked like Kurzuzuski. It started with a K. <laughs> it started with a K. <laughs> I was like, what? They call him Coach what? K, but his last name is Shashevsky. Coach K, but his last name is pronounced Shashevsky. I think it's a big, a big old con the entire Wait, time. That's, that's not the way you say it. You say it like, shish, why do you say it? It's it's Shashevsky. You don't uh, pronounce the K, but there it F is in there? no. No, there's there is no F in there either. I thought it was Shashevsky. <laughs> it looks like Kurzuzuski. I thought it was. I always thought it was Kurzuzuski. You no, know it doesn't even look like that. That that <laughs> would make more Kurzuzuzki. sense. Like Krasinski. Krasinski. That'd be awesome if that was just a practical Smith. joke this entire time. And when he re- like his retirement <laughs> yeah, speech, exactly. like his Hall of Fame <laughs> speech, he's gonna be like, "Yeah, I just totally got you guys for my entire career." Yeah. Yeah, he'd be like, it's definitely Smith. <laughs> it's pronounced Smith. 
<laughs> All right. So Zach Smith, Podcast Junkies, had this to say. So to keep it simple and not more depressing, when my mom passed away, I called her doctor in the middle of the night, and she came in to be with us. Uh, my mom had been her second patient ever, and I was the third. She happened to look at my mom's leg, which was dying, and my mom refused to have have it amputated. So long story short, I've had several dreams of her wheeling herself out of the hospital, missing a leg, to tell me she's all right. Wow, uh, that's gotta be that's gotta be emotional. For sure. Yeah, that definitely goes back to Travis' question. Travis Popsicle's question. Sorry, we should have had Zach Smith answer that question for you, Travis. That's uh, that's definitely got to be emotional, <laughs> for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Yeah, that would be a lot. That I mean, that would be. Uh, I mean, just waking up after that, you know, like that would be just something crazy. I'd want to go back into that dream. <clears throat> I. So the funny thing is, I've never had any like, I've never had any dreams with like loved ones that have passed on or whatever. Um, my mother, however, has a lot of those experiences. Like she's, she, she? she'll, yeah, she'll tell me about them. Um, and she just like has a lot of those like dreams and stuff. So I, I guess some people maybe have them more than others. Interesting. So have you, uh, have you guys had any dreams that you care to share that haven't been brought up yet? Any, uh, last moment dreams <clears throat> you want to kind of lay on the table? For us I've, to I have one analyze. Last one. Let's hear <laughs> to it. Analyze. Well, I have one last one. Uh, it's not my dream. I actually so there's a, a popular sports show on ESPN. It's called the Levitard Show, and one of the mm-hmm. guests they always have. And if you don't watch baseball at all, if the guy's name is Tim Kirchin, Pat, you probably know who he is, right? Yep. So Tim Kirchin comes on the show, and he's really like a really nice guy, really funny, and uh, he. He's like a smaller guy, and he, he he was talking about his a reoccurring dream that he's had, like almost like his whole life. And his reoccurring dream is that he is in like an NBA game, shooting a foul shot for the game. Like there's it's a pressure shot, like has to make it in order for them to win. And he said he he's at the he's at the line. He's like getting ready to shoot the ball, but every single time this dream reoccurs, the ball turns into a coat oh, oh, it turns into a coat like you can't shoot the coat it just like catches wind and it'll never go in it's an impossible shot he's trying to shoot it like he's at the line like going to shoot a basketball and when he shoots it the basketball turns into a coat and it never goes in every time hmm. and i just thought that was really like funny <laughs> such a bizarre yeah. thing for that to like repeat it's so bizarre but like trying to shoot a coat would be impossible <laughs> Tim, if you're listening right now, when you're missing something, like when you miss, that usually reveals a frustration over missing important opportunities in life. And it's most common when you're struggling to make a big decision. So don't miss out. Make that big decision, Tim. We believe in you. If Tim Kirchner is listening to our show, (laughs) we are in business. (laughs) Yeah, we are. We are in business. If you know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows Someone who knows Tim Cutchin. Cutchin? Kirchin. Kirchin. Close. Oh, if you know someone who knows Tim Cutchin, who knows Tim Kirchin. <laughs> we'll take Tim Cutchin too. <laughs> yeah. Let him know about how he needs to just make that big decision. Don't worry about if it's going to turn into a coat. It's going to work out. 
We believe in you. That's all I got to say about that. Patrick, you got a last uh, dream you want to share? Nope, I'm all out of dreams. All right, well, I saved the best for last, my friends. Last night, I had the dream of dreams. It was not only a dream, it was two dreams, and they were connected to each other. And I cannot remember the last time I've had a dream. I've had dreams like this before. So you guys ready? No. Go. That's too bad, because I'm telling you anyways. (laughs) So last night, I dreamt I was at a resort. I was with the American group that I'm hosting, along with many Brazilians that I know, along with people that I graduated with in high school. And one of the guys that I ran into, his name is RJ. I was talking with him and kind of, you know, we hadn't seen each other since high school in real life and in the dream. And then all of a sudden, Mindy, my wife, she came and she was like, hey, you want to go outside and, uh, you know, you know, go outside. And I'm like, well, you know it. <laughs> so Whoa. I start to I start to follow her outside and uh, to see, uh, <laughs> wait, wait you know, what's, we, we gotta, what's going to happen. Pause. We have got to stop what? right here. What? <laughs> Just outside? Like, just out of the wilderness? <laughs> <laughs> she did, well, we were all inside of a, like, a, a big, like, a, just a big house. It was like a, it was, all, you know what it was? It was like a country club, uh, like a golf country club. And we were all in the, what's the main house called? The, the there's a word like for the it. the clubhouse? Like, I guess, yeah, country, the clubhouse. We were in the clubhouse, and she just wanted to go out onto, like, the deck area. And... <laughs> I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> so yeah, of course. I should have known it was a dream right away because she is an right introvert, a very the, private person. <laughs> right outside the clubhouse, got it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So here I'm going outside to go canoodle with my wife outside on the porch of the country club, and all of a sudden I look in the sky and I see a meteor fall from the sky. Now this isn't like the oh, meteors. The yeah, back. the meteors back. But this wasn't like a big meteor, like a like an Armageddon or a you know end of the world meteor. This was like a very small one, and it hit near a group of people, and it exploded. It caught some grass, some trees on fire, and it caught some people on fire. And so immediately, I went into like fireman, like I went into like this fireman mindset, which I don't think I've ever had that kind of mindset. But I started to run towards the people to help them, right, and. Uh, I got to some people help, you know, I put them, they were near like a little golf pond and I put them in the water to, to, to put out the fire cause they were on fire. And all of a sudden we heard a noise where the meteor hit and I looked over it and there was like this female Android humanoid death lady, like that just came out of the met, the, the meteor. And not only was she like super scary, but she started to attack people. And so at that point I went into like, ninja mode i picked up a pencil because <laughs> i'm a ninja that awesome uses so a pencil I, <laughs> I'm, I'm envisioning this like this humanoid or this android coming out like terminator yeah it was very much like that and like she moved that speed like the 80s or original terminator like really slow but deliberate like you can't stop what she was about to do and so i pick up a pencil to fight her and i i poke her in the eye eraser side <laughs> <laughs> I, right. This dream was so vivid. Like I kid, I kid you not. I poke her in the eye, and this humanoid lady took it very personally, and she starts to attack me. Right, and so she's attacking me, and I try to like close a door in front of her so she can't get to me, and she phases through the door, and I'm like, oh no, how am I going to beat this? I android? had this whole dream happening on a golf course. 
And now there's a door out there. Well, we... This is the door in the middle of a golf course? No, this is the door of the country club. I was trying to, like, create some space between us, and so I started to go back into the country club. And so she phases through the door, and all of a sudden I just yell for people to help me, and they're all of a sudden they're like, oh, we can help you. So they start helping me, and we beat her, right? We defeat her. We, like, punch her in the face, and we win. And we're like, yes, we did it. No, I was <laughs> a gang of. Pencils. I was the only bearer. I was the only bearer of the pencil. <laughs> no one else could handle the, the the pencil as a weapon. Uh, so we defeat her, and all of a sudden somebody <laughs> somebody screams, and I look at the sky, and there are like ten to fifteen more meteors raining down. <laughs> on us. A whole army of them. <laughs> and I'm like, meteors, I'm man. like, you got to be kidding me! So I dodged two meteors. It was like a movie. It like slowed down, and I dodged the meteors right, and. Uh, all of a sudden, all these random robots and androids stop popping out of the meteors. While this is happening, I look in the sky, and it says, Disney's Swiss Family Robinson, like, the title. <laughs> like, this was a movie trailer. And I'm like, what the freak is happening? And I'm like, am I in a movie? At this point, I still don't understand that I'm dreaming. I don't know why. And so, uh, all of a sudden, after I see this, uh, Mindy runs up to me, and she's like, we got to go right now. Because we're going to get, you know, killed by these androids. And so she has James with her. I have no idea where my daughter is. And so we go to our minivan. And instead of putting James in the back seat of the minivan, we have one of those turtle tops. You know, the turtle tops you can put luggage in. <laughs> yeah. And it, it has his car seat in it. So we put James <laughs> in the, <laughs> this is, this is all over the place. In the car seat on top of the turtle top. And we put him in it. Uh, well, we're about to put him in it. And we open it up. And there's an, a little android toddler in it that's like daddy take me and i'm like "Ooh, no i'm not taking you you freak and so i grab her arm and i throw her across the parking lot and i put james in the seat and then i go to get into the driver's seat to drive away and i go to close the door and an android another android toddler grabs the door like freakishly strong and it just looks at me like it's going to kill me and so i used both my hands and i shut the door on its hand and uh start to drive away and then I wake up in real life and it's like 4.30 in the morning and I'm like, what the crap did I just dream? And then I remembered we were talking about dreams tonight and I'm like, I cannot wait to tell this dream to the guys. So I get my phone out and I start writing down every single detail I can remember. And after I did that, I went back to sleep and the dream continued. <laughs> yes. <laughs> were you back in the van? So it continued like, in a different way. Uh, all of a sudden, instead of being in the van, I was watching TV. And while I was watching TV, uh, uh, this girl was fighting a girl android. And I recognized the girl android as the original Goro android that tried to kill me in the first dream. And I was like, what is happening? So these two girl and oh, this girl android and then the girl that I don't know who she was, but I knew her somehow in the dream they were fighting each other and all of a sudden the 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 girl android stabs the the human girl in the shoulder and i'm like oh no she's gonna the the girl android's gonna kill her and like the girl human like did a flip or did something and stabbed the android in the head and when that happened i looked behind me like where i was watching tv like i said and i was afraid natasha was in the room uh, and I didn't want her to see the graphic violence of this TV show that I was watching. And then when I turned back around to look at the screen, all of a sudden, I was in a helicopter, and I was on a stakeout. 
I was on a stakeout with none other than Steve Carell. <laughs> and so an we're awesome in dream. <laughs> so in the heli- love it. In the helicopter, we're flying a drone and we were the ones who were filming the girl fight between the android and the human. So we had the droid and all of a sudden Steve Carell messes up like he messes up the controller of the drone and he wrecks it into a uh, a park with some kids around and we're like we've got to go get this this drone or the government's going to hunt us down and kill us. And so we we fly the helicopter down to the park. We jump down, we grab the uh, the drone and Steve Carell all of a sudden just books it. He's like I'm out of here. I'm going to the secret our secret base or whatever. And I'm like, I'll be right behind you. And so I get in there, get into the base, and I look at the broken drone, and inside of the broken drone is a Lego man, a little pilot. And all of a sudden, I realized that I was in the trailer of a movie, or I was in a movie that I had already seen the trailer, and that that, that Lego man was eventually going to grow 30 feet tall and destroy the city. And then I woke up, and that was all. And that was legit. That's weird. <laughs> I kid you not, guys. I don't think I've ever had that detailed of a dream and remembered it. So that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, if you dream of a pencil, <laughs> <it's> a- <laughs> please tell me more. I can't wait to hear. It is a symbol of your ability to create your own destiny and happiness. Mm. Also, if you dream of a meteor, it says that you will experience success in a project. Alternatively, the meteor refers to wishful thinking and idealistic thoughts, such as romantic thoughts, romantic thoughts, and idealistic notions. Huh. So there's there's what about that. Stabbing Thanks a for robot that. Uh, with the eraser side of a pencil. What does it say about that? <laughs> stabbing <laughs> robot. <laughs> In dreams. <laughs> With the eraser side. So, all right. Um, what a uh, case. It's associated with betrayal and fear. It does not say anything about a robot. It just says stabbing. Oh, okay. You got a lot, you got a lot to uh, mull over there. Someone refers to aggressiveness and hostility towards others. It's good to know. You got a lot going on, all right. sir. There's way too much going on in there. My goodness. Hold on. Steve Carell in dreams. Let's see. <laughs> Steve Carell in dreams. Oh, man. Uh, well, we're wrapping things up. You know what? I think uh, I think there just might be somewhere, somehow, the spirit of Mark Boucher is out there, and he has some music for us. What do you guys think? I think if we concentrate really hard... We can hear that music that he's going to put on that playlist for us. If we all fall asleep right now, maybe we can dream of Mark giving Ooh. us music recommendations. Let's do that. Ready? On the count of three, let's dream. Let's sleep and dream. One, two, three, go. Hey, Lucas, Ronnie, Pat, and you listeners out there. Here I am, through the power of dreams, to bring you this week's additions to the Good Morning Guys Morning playlist uh, that you can find on Spotify and on iTunes. Thank you so much, Bernabe, for 
updating that list. And so here are the additions for this week. First off, we've got Gary Wright's Dreamweaver. Then Sweet Dreams Are Made of This from the Eurythmics. Dream On by Aerosmith. Running Down a Dream from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And since this is a dream, and in your dreams, things are usually much cooler, we have an extra song this week submitted by Mr. Chad Fackler. The song Dream a Little Dream. It's the version from Michael Buble. So uh, there's your additions to the playlist this week. Hope you guys enjoy. Now uh, it's kind of time for you guys to wake up. you got a podcast to finish. Whoa, man, did that dream just really happen? Did you guys hear that? I heard four recommendations. <laughs> Were there four? I heard I heard there three. Might have, there might have been three recommendations and a meteorite. Yeah, I went right back into the meteor dream. That didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work for you. <laughs> Well, we'll just have to check the list later and see if it's been updated. It'll be a surprise. All right. Well, that is all we have for this dream-filled morning. Feel free to take a sec, leave us a positive review, but honest review and ratings on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever podcast service you use because we truly want to see Ronnie do something crazy when we reach 20 ratings or reviews. And also for somehow, for somehow... Somehow it seems for somehow. It, for somehow it seems to help us reach and find a new audience. I don't really know how, but we really want to. We really, we really want to let your voice be heard. So, however you want to do that, iTunes, Stitcher, you choose your own adventure. Also, remember if you'd like to join in our future episodes or connect with us or our most lovely community, check out the show notes for this episode that has all of our info, such as our Discord server link. It's free uh, and ranges from very serious to very hilarious topics of conversation. But if Twitter is more your thing, our handle is at the GMG Podcast. Or if you're feeling super adventurous, you can even call us at what number, Ronnie? Uh, 8675309. But in all seriousness, the number to... is, uh, I don't know. Fantastic. I don't, by I don't know, you mean 929 GMG Guys. Correct. exactly what I meant. Yes. Call in, leave a message, ask a question, and you can join us on the show. Beyond that, talk at you again next week on podcast services around the globe as we talk about... Insert Stuff? an idea here. <laughs> <laughs> I did not do my homework, so I have no idea what we're talking about. So next week's going to be a big old surprise for y'all. Okay. Alrighty then, Pat and Ronnie, along with the spirit of Mark Boucher himself, and also you, our friends and family, that also happen to be our listeners. Go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as we live, work, and game. One, two, three, four!